This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we give you the honor. Hallelujah. We rise with the rising of the sun. And we rise to give you thanks. And we rise to give your name the honor. Hallelujah. Give us this day our daily bread. We rise to bless you with our life, our thoughts, our sayings. Bless the name of the Lord. We walk through the day with the guidance and guarding of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And in the waning of the day, we will yet be praising you. Help us to do it by your Spirit. We thank you, Lord. And let us not carry guile into our bed, Lord. Let the sun go down on our wrath. Forgive us this day our debt as we forgive those who are in debt to us. We know you're able, Lord. We thank you and give you the praise for all the benefits from glory. You are, oh God, loving and kind to us, not willing that any should perish, and we should not want anyone to perish without knowing the Lord. Help us, O oh God, to be loving as you are. We thank you. Your spirit is calling us to give you the praise. For, for God is love. Help us to be love. Help us to be the personification of love. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' matchless name. Hallelujah to his matchless name. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah and thank you. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. I'm thankful to Jesus for all his benefits, all that he has done for us. Amen. We don't intend to be before you too long, but we want to give you a nice nugget. Amen. That the Holy Ghost has for us. And he has placed us in the series that we are currently in, the Living Truth series. And uh, we are walking through, amen, the thoughts of the book that was inspired by the Holy Spirit about nine common lies that Christians tend to believe in. We're going away from that book a little bit just to give honor and respect to one of our uh, leaders who have gone on to glory, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Amen. So we're yet presenting, though, a lie that some Christians will falsely be deceived to walk in, and it seems like a good thing to be doing, but if you look at it, the devil likes sprinkling in little falsehoods, and that's just how rat poison is made. It's mostly good food, except for a tiny, minuscule fraction of poison, so the, 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 the rat eats right past that, and it, it goes into the body and he ingests it and you know it does damage. A little bit does damage. That's how the devil is. A little leaven. Leaven is the whole lump. My God. And we want to be watchful. We want to be prayerful. We want to judge every spirit by the unadulterated word of God. That's the gist of our series. We want to go through this new year teaching truths, ironing out the kinks. Let the Lord's light of revelation shine through the earth, and may we learn what God really means. Amen. Let's look in 1 Peter 2, verses 11 and 12. I will read to your hearing from the King James Version. I'm thanking God for my mother. Physically in our midst, on today, the first day of the rest of our lives. Amen. And God has brought her forth much prayer, my God, had to go through agony. Another one of our forefathers, my God, uh, Frederick Douglass. There cannot be any progress without some struggle. My God, we go through a struggle, but we get through to the progress. My God, between us and progress is some struggle. But I thank God a little while, my God, and this too shall pass. Amen. Thank God, thank God, that trouble does not last. What? always. God gives us a breather. Amen. I thank God. I thank God for my family being here and we're able to welcome mom. She is such a joyful, unassuming uh, part. She's there, but it seems like she's not. 
But everything gets better even before she comes. We're like cleaning up this, cleaning up that. Don't want mama to see that. Amen. We're used to that. That's our language, but that may not be hers. Let us uh, let our language not be misconstrued. Amen. Clean up that, clean up this. Amen. That's how it is when you have somebody who's, you know, we feel is a great, great, great guest, whatever, out there in culture, and we, we, want, we want to be our best, don't we? Amen. And she is, amen, I deem her as, you know, a, a family matriarch, amen, like a queen, amen. So, amen, I thank God that he kept her through all she wanted to ride on the bus. She felt more comfortable with that. So, 21 hours of that, my God. But they should have had the heat on a little better. I think they were trying to blow out COVID in the cold. But gosh, let a little bit of heat come through. My God. So, amen. She's yet here. Got a little back pain, but, you know, she took a little something, something. and Amen. But a lot of prayer. And she's yet here. Amen. We, we thank God for the saints of yesteryear who are still here. We need the old school here to help us youngsters learn how to, amen, take a licking and keep on ticking. Amen. How to keep on keeping on. How to keep the prayer wheel turning. Amen. Some of the things the old timers used to say. Amen. See, I'm home between, amen, a lot of time frames. I got old and I got young. Amen. And I got some in between. Thank God. So I feel like where my birthday hit, I'm like in the loop. Baby boomers, I got some millennial, a little bit of tad, a millennial in there. Thank God I got all of it in there. Amen. Thank God I will listen to the old time Southern gospel. I will listen to the new gospel, the hip hop, R&B sounding gospel. My God, the rapping gospel. You ask Lisa, I'm eclectic. I got all of it playing. Amen. I'll play Handel in a jack second. Amen. <laughs> Thank God. I got a big mix up in there. But, but anything that's helping me point to the Lord, it's in there. Could be different art styles. Thank God. But I just want to say I thank God for my family who understands me. Amen. I thank God my son is yet helping. Amen. He's a helper kind of good. Andre is a friend of mine. A helper kind and good with his handsome self. Hallelujah. Anyhow, I thank God. Thank God for those zooming in. They are yet with us. They support us. Amen. They're cheering us on. Amen. That's why I'm preaching real good all the time. They are yet cheering me on, even in the Zoom. Reach out. Hallelujah. Thank God for you, Elder Gwen. Thank God. Mother, you're there. Thank God. She could unmute right quick and say, hi, how y'all doing? Amen. Amen. That's all right. Well, we thank God for Elder Gwen. She there. You could say something right quick. Hallelujah. Something, something. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. We thank God for you. Amen. Amen. Thank God for my wife. Amen. And this weekend commemorates. Amen. When I first. Amen. Ever I saw your face. Hallelujah, God. Amen. We got marriage, but we got friendship. Amen. Amen. Thank God. 33 years. It's 30 for marriage, but 33 in all. Amen. So thank God. Thank God. Thank God. God led me to the mall and I did not fall. Amen. I was blessed with it all. Hallelujah. See, I could rap a little bit. Amen. But I'll stop right there before I mess up. Amen. <laughs> God, I thank you for my wife. Amen. My children, Sienna not here in her absence. We thank God for you. CC, my girl. Amen. 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 Let's look at 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12, where it says, Dearly beloved. See, it's starting out with dearly beloved, so I had to say a whole bunch of love stuff. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conversation, that means way of life, honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, because they don't get the point, you know, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. That's what we want. Lord, give us wisdom to understand your word. Help us to apply it by your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, only a continued unselfish, genuine labor of love through the Holy Spirit will enable us 
to become living sacrifices that affect the evidence of God's grace in our personal and interpersonal lives. Interpersonal is when we deal with other folk. Amen. We can maintain an active participation of God's grace when our love for others and our passion for God are congruently aligned. Amen. We say we love God, but God will put love in us to love other folk. We say we love other folk, but we should be able to see by God's spirit God in others. Amen. Sometimes it's harder to find. You need a big old microscope, electronic microscope, maybe. But you may be able to find God, yes, in some folk that may not readily show him. Amen. <laughs> but God will enable us to love like that. We need the mind of God working in us to keep us in his love and that his love will be alive in us. Amen. It's got to be working in us and it's got to work out of us to other folk. Amen. Uh, that is how we can successfully experience God's grace for social healing that our country and the world needs, especially right now. And that will enable us to have deliverance from the lie that we are saved to serve ourselves through God. That's a lie. We want to, amen, shed light on that lie. We're not going to try to work to keep that lie alive, no. Uh, that's what folks do to try to get more offerings in. But no, I'm going to tell you that when you say something like that, we are saved to serve ourselves through God. That's really, really a lie. I got a helper here to help me out. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. Thank God he's going to help us get this truth out. Because God blessed him to have some knowledge about that. Because he went through a mess. Amen. To help us to get, amen, some rights in this country that were not readily given. The following part of this message is based mainly on an excerpt from the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s article, Stride Toward Freedom. It was in the Montgomery Circle back in 1958, which will further describe the love we need for others as we seek to please our Lord Jesus, who is the personification of volitional love, you know, love without strings attached. That's called agape. I have taken the liberty to make certain biblical inferences uh, more apparent in Dr. King's discourse. And I quote, heaven's labor of agape is not based on a weak, passive love. It's love in action, right? Agape is godly love seeking to preserve and create a holy community. It's insistent on such a community, a holy community, even when someone seeks to break it. Agape is a willingness to go to any length to restore a holy community. It doesn't stop at the first mile, but it goes the second mile to restore it. It is a willingness to forgive, not just seven times, as Jesus put it poetically, 70 times, seven, to restore community. And that's on a daily, y'all. The cross is the eternal expression of the length to which God will go to restore broken community. He was birthed here, made himself lower than the angels just to get to us because of the eternal legalities regarding us getting back to God. We had given our rights over to the devil. The devil deceived us and Jesus had to come and save the day. He said, I came to make things better. I came to fix things. I came to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. And he's going to make a way back. He is the way back. He said, just rest in me, rest assured in me, and you will have the assured way back to God. He is the way and the way maker. Amen. So in him, we have the resurrection of life. And guess what? The resurrection of Christ is a symbol of God's triumph over all the forces that seek to block holy community. The Holy Spirit is the continuation of that community. He's the Godhead that, amen, is seeking to create a holy reality that moves through history, 
because God is eternal and we are encapsulated in uh, time. And God can come into time and get us through to the other side into eternity. And that's through the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit works against the community that, that goes against the holiness of God. Because when it's against the holiness of God, it's against the purpose of creation. Therefore, if we respond to various temptations with a reciprocal indulgence, amen, and do, uh, we, we will do nothing but intensify the, the development of a broken Christian community. We can, we, we can only close the gap of a deconstructed Christian community by meeting temptations with the strength of God's love. And if I meet sin with sin, I become deprived of positive human qualities because creation is so designed that, my, that our, our newly created 2 Corinthians 5.17 personality can only be fulfilled in the context of genuine Christian community as God intended. We're supposed to be a new creation, amen? Booker T. Washington was right. Quote, let no man pull you so low as to make you hate him, end quote. And right now I'm going to insert a parenthetical thought here uh, as inspired uh, to say that you should also not let any person pull you so low as to persuade you to sin with him or her, because people will do that. As this uh, now edited quote continues, uh, when they pull you that low, they bring you to the point of defying creation and thereby becoming a dysfunctional, ineffective citizen of the kingdom of Christ. My God. Now, in the final analysis, agape means a recognition of the fact that all life is uh, interrelated. We're interrelated, y'all. All humanity is involved in a single process, and all men are brothers. To the degree that I harm my brother, no matter what he is doing to me, to that extent I am harming myself. End quote there without the king. Amen. Saints, we cannot allow the deeds of the flesh to unravel the threading of our community quilt of Christ held together by the flow of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We must maintain a baptismal portion of the Holy Spirit so that the Lord's praises continually flow from our mouths. Amen. That's from a heart that has been transformed. And that our communication with him will never cease. Pray without ceasing. Amen. Communicate with him without ceasing. Stay connected to him always. Amen. We should be asking, do you hear me now? Do you hear me now? Amen. I can't seem to hear you, Lord. Maybe I stepped out of the zone. Let me get back in there. Amen. The Holy Spirit will give us a sustained drive to survive as our cups are overflowing with him. Rivers cannot flow very well when they are dammed, right? Ask any beaver. So let's avoid building the walls of partition that are deterrents to our unity and obstacles to our personal maturity. Amen. This is why civil wars exist in churches, which is why some of the younger want to deconstruct such things. Some are building according to the blueprint of God, while others are counter builders. You know, Jesus came to sow good seeds, but the devil is a counter sower. That's what he is. We don't want to counter God, go against him. My God. According to a major poll that was established and accomplished by the Barna Group, which provides statistical evidence of such church dilemmas, the intensity level of the commitment to personal spiritual growth among so-called believers is grossly incongruent to their confessions of faith. They say in one thing, but live in something else. They easily confess, but cannot seem to profess. 
Uh, less than 18%, that means one out of every five, say that their effort to grow spiritually is the single most intense commitment in their life today. But look at this, about 10% say they really do, do not put forth any effort or rarely show any interest. About 20% admitted that they were inconsistent and uh, experienced limited results. And all the rest, which comprises about 52%, said that they are uh, consistent, but they could not say that they experienced viable returns. They could not testify of any significant results. That's telling me somebody is not listening to the voice of God. Somebody cannot hear the voice of the shepherd. Jesus said, my sheep what will what hear my voice. My God, are you hearing his voice? What are the reasons for these discipleship challenges? Um, the poll went on to ask the people. Some said that busyness was their deterrent. They blamed it on busyness, while others claimed that the mere lack of motivation was theirs. Don't you know the Holy Spirit will give you motivation? Amen. A drive to survive. Amen. Amen. Uh, but they didn't have that drive to survive from the Holy Ghost. Still, some said that personal limitations, such as emotional issues, financial problems, or even health problems, were their barriers. But when I was a young man, uh, there was a, a woman who, well, when she was young, on vacation, she dove down from some cliff that everybody was using, amen, but she dove in the wrong area and her, her head hit some rock under the water. She became a, a, a quadriplegic, my God, Joni Erickson. And um, the Lord blessed her and she was good and saved, even in the wheelchair. God gave her a gift to paint and draw by holding the pencils and brushes in her mouth and could paint and draw and sold her paintings and all of them represented the glory of God. And she had a great testimony in helping folk to get saved. She even got married, Joni Erickson Tata. Amen. Don't say what God can't do. My God, she couldn't walk down the aisle. She wheeled her way down the aisle and said, I do. Hallelujah. Anyhow. Amen. But look, that didn't stop her, did it? She still had a connection with the who? Holy Spirit. Amen. See, but the common thread in all of these problems I just read about and these obstacles essentially is a lack of passion to be godly. Who gives you the passion to be godly? None other than the power of the Holy Ghost. The Bible said you shall uh, 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 receive of the Holy Spirit. You shall pass from what? Death to life. That's how you know that you are one of the brethren, because you have passed from death to life, and you're going to start loving the brethren when you do that. Amen. You're going to love right when you do that. What are the implications of their sincerity, allegiance, and adherence to Christian values? Some of them pose social and ecclesiastical dilemmas as their barriers. But thank God, we have an example as the ancient apostle Paul, who modeled the persevering passion that is necessary for us to sustain spiritual growth. Amen. Despite his social and ecclesiastical dilemmas, he was able to persevere. To get to that level, people of God, we must be willing to change our paradigm of praise. What is our example of how to get into the Lord? We got to go from the weekend event of worship to a process of daily worship where Jesus is our all in all. Amen. The Holy Spirit can successfully coach us to that place where our affections have been placed completely on things above, where Christ sits at the right hand of the throne of God. However, when our passion for God is displaced, we lose our grounding in the truths of God. We begin to believe lies. Satan gains ground in our mind, amen, even when we are so-called believers, when he uses his wiles to increase our unsuspected vulnerability to become carnally drunk, passive, ineffective bystanders. We'll be good cheerleaders as the band plays on and goes by, but we won't participate. My God, 
will be in the stands rooting the team on, but never participate. We're supposed to be on the playing field, my God. Where God's spirit once ruled, the sensuality of the carnal mind will prevail, and they will open the door to the spirit of doctrines where the devil rules and reigns in all of his deceit. The passion that was once exclusive to God will then be used to pursue after idols. God admonishes that we give our lives to him, according to Romans 12, 1 and 2, you know. And I'm going to be in the NCV, New Century Version. So, brothers and sisters, since God has shown us great mercy, I beg you to offer your lives as a living sacrifice to him. Your offering must be only for God and pleasing to him, which is the spiritual way for you to worship. Do not change yourselves to be like the people of this world, but be changed within by a new way of thinking. Then you will be able to decide what God wants for you. You will know what is good and pleasing to him and what is perfect. Amen. That's the only way you're going to know. How are you going to know him except he comes in you and reveals himself to you? He has to do it. We can't just stumble upon it like it's some, you know, Big Bang Theory or something. God comes in. He first loved us, and you have to accept him when he visits you. Don't harden your heart when he visits you. Go on into the knowledge of the truth. Amen. Don't deny the power thereof. Go on in and be born again. Hallelujah. Anyhow. You know, evidence about the cultural preferences of the modern church seem to disagree with all of this kind of talk, though. Unfortunately, as noted by George Barna, a leading Christian statistician, he used to be a pastor of a very large church, and God moved him into doing this kind of work so we could see ourselves. He became the mirror, mirror on the wall. How toe up are we from the floor up? Amen. <laughs> And God helped him to chronicle all of his findings. He found that only about 43% of Christian senior pastors in the northeastern part of the U.S. have a biblical worldview. Only 43%. Uh, disparagingly compared to 49% in the Midwest and 57% in the West. My God. These statistics show a grim reality. A growing majority of Christians are not living lives that measure up to a biblically-based standard. They rather go after an adulterated version of the Bible. All the little pieces pulled out that irk our carnal nerves. We don't want to be irked carnally. No, no, no. Let's pull that out. That's uncomfortable. That's cringy. That's cringeworthy. Take it out. And then we will have the end result of the Swiss cheese version Bible. That's what I call it. Amen. It's full of holes, y'all. My God. But the Bible teaches that we are saved to serve God. That's the real truth. Amen. We're not saved to serve ourselves through God. We could paint a good picture and put the God label on it, and God never said it. He said, I do not honor that message, my God. But we are yet seeing he does honor that message. We're saying things like, quote, the Lord said when he said none of it. The Bible teaches that we are what saved to serve God. The more common idea today, though, seems to be that we are saved to serve ourselves through God. That's a shame. However, though, uh, the Christian life is supposed to be balanced in how devoted we are in loving Jesus as who? Our Lord. We don't want anybody lording over us. We want to be the Lord. I am the master of my destiny to each his own, you know. We want to say all that because we don't want God lording over us. But whether they like it or not, Jesus is Lord. He's the creator of all. There was nothing made without him. He's the creator. We're supposed to be obedient and, and, and advance his kingdom. 
He created us, and he has a purpose for us. Don't creators have a purpose for why they create things? My God. Jesus will lead you in how to stay focused in his will so that others are blessed after you are blessed. And all the while, God will keep blessing you, helping you to have the wherewithal to pour out of a a baptismal filling, and it's an eternal filling. You become a, a, a well that never runs dry. My God, an unending reservoir of hope. We are all the time walking through the marketplace, causing spillage in the village everywhere. My God, out of your belly shall what flow rivers of living water. Are we flowing the living water, flowing and throwing the living water? Are we doing it? We should be flinging it on people till their visage changes. They are angry, but when they get into that presence of God, they can't help but to see themselves. And sometimes uh, their frown will be turned upside down and they will actually say hello back to you. But if not, they will be pricked by the Holy Ghost, amen, and convicted about how their way is not the Creator's way. And there has to be a better way, my God. And they begin to, be, begin to feel uncomfortable and get a little shaken up out of their comfort zone to get to know that there's a better way. There's a hope out there, an eternal hope. And they, begin, they will begin to question us about the hope that lies within us. And we will be readied by the Holy Ghost to give an answer in such a time to plant, to water, to do our part to advance the kingdom of God. God wants us to be soul winners this year. Amen. We got to get out of this comfort zone of just clapping our hands and getting fat on the word and not helping feed the starving, cold, dark world. Help us, Lord, to get out of the seats and get on the playing field and save somebody. Hallelujah. If I could help somebody. Hallelujah. We need you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus will help us to have that fruit of the Spirit. It's called joy in one word. And that can be viewed as an acronym of God's holy perspective. We must start with J, Jesus, who will lead us to O, others. And in that process, in turn, will affect our personal Fulfillment in God's will. Ah, hallelujah. As we experience such balance in our lives, these relationships will inevitably bring us joy. Remember, joy is this. J, Jesus. O, others. And Y is you. Are you first? It's not Yaj. It's joy. Amen. (laughs) Thank God. He didn't say the fruit of the Spirit is love, Yaj. Peace, no. Love, joy. Jesus is first. Amen. He's got to come and do what he came to do. And he will bless us to be uh, a, a good vessel so that others can be blessed. Amen. We become fruit that's edible. Amen. Fruit without worms in it. Amen. My God, good fruit. Amen. And people will taste and see that the Lord, ooh, he's good. Hallelujah. He's been better to us than we've been to ourselves. I've been, amen, deprived for far too long. I'm going to dive in and get my blessing from God. The blessing of being saved from sin. Not getting in the line to get more stuff. You got church trying to, churches trying to get folk to come in the door. They said, we will give you free iPods to the first hundred people that come in. Free iPods. And people are coming in and I want the iPod. Get off. Get out the way. I'm getting, I was 99. Get out the way. My God. And folks trying to get folk to come in the door by giving away free hamburgers and hot dogs. My God, he said, they say, Jesus fed the 5,000. We got to feed folk to get them in. But Jesus didn't promote, amen, the fish fry. They came to hear him with the gospel cry. And later came the fish fry because he felt sorry for them because they were trudging through the wilderness to find him, to follow him, to hear what thus saith the Lord. And there was no time left to go to stop and shop. There was no time left to go to pick 
Piggly Wiggly. There was no time left to go to the restaurant. Hallelujah. How are we going to find some food to feed them? Little boy had his little lunchbox. Come here, little boy. What you got there? I got a little lunch. Yeah, what, what, let's see what mama. You trust the Lord? Yes, go ahead, Lord. Well, let's see what we got up in here. What did he have in his lunchbox? Yo? Five barley loaves and what? Two fish. Five. The number of grace. Five. Oh, he opened up, amen, a, a prophetic box. It wasn't Pandora's box. It was the prophetic box. Hey, hallelujah, God. We don't need Pandora's box because uh, all hell going to break loose. Uh, but when you open up, amen, the holy prophetic box, all heaven going to break loose. Uh, hey, and God came to multiply exceeding abundantly above what you could ask. Oh, thank Help me preach, Holy Ghost. Hey, hallelujah. The power of God's grace. Amen. Grace exceeds our sin. Grace that is always what? Greater than all our sin. Sin will come in and do us in, but grace will abound much more. The five morsels from God's mouth. God said, out of my mouth, I will bring life unto you. Everything that proceeds out of the mouth of God, that's what you should be wanting. Amen. And God gave the five barley loaves. Amen. Barley has to be treated differently by God. You can't come in all crushing it with a harrow and destroy it all quickly. You got to chop it just right, my God. It's got to be done just right at the right time. Has to be a right timing. Amen. The right cutting. Now, you need the Holy Ghost wisdom for that, how to cut the word right. It's called the, the sword of the Spirit, which is the what? Word? of God and God will cut. It's a two-edged sword. He could cut the barley this way and come back and cut the barley that way. Hallelujah. And he'll show you the way of life from his word. He's cutting so you can get the point. And while he's cutting so he can feed you, he's going to cut asunder soul and marrow. He's going to cut asunder so you can get deliverance. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He opened the little boy's box. Hey, five barley loaves was named first. Then the two fish. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy. Hallelujah. He's cutting forth. Hallelujah. Cutting in two. He, amen. And uh, the duality is also the duplicity. Hallelujah. God is multiplying. He's cutting the two. So, amen. How can two walk together lest they be in agreement? And the people began to agree with the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, open up the heavens box. Holy Ghost. Hey, I thank you, Lord. And God fed them with the meat from heaven. Hallelujah. A lot of stuff happened when Jesus went fishing with the disciples. He had to show them what God could do. God, there's no fish over there. Cash your net on the other side. God, we got no money to pay the taxes. He said, throw down the line right over there. And out came a fish with the coin. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above what we could ask or think. Let heaven's holy prophetic box be opened up. Hallelujah. And he fed the folk. My God, they had so many leftovers. My God and his heavenly workers, the disciples, the 12 bros of Jesus, they worked for the Lord all that night and gathered up the scraps. Jesus said, don't waste nothing, waste not, want not. Let's pick all of that up. And they gathered 12 baskets. Each disciple had a little snack that night. One for you, one for you, 12 baskets. Hallelujah, anyhow. Somebody bless and praise the Lord. You take care of God's business and watch him gonna take care of your business. Somebody bless the Lord. Help me preach, Holy Ghost. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Jesus, others, then you. God's not going to forget you. Israel Houghton wrote a good song. I am not forgotten. I am not forgotten. You better watch and pray. God is coming. He's coming to do a new thing in you. But you got to lay aside your weights and your sin that easily besets you and look to Jesus. He's the author, the finisher of your faith, who for the joy of the Lord came down lower than the angels and went through hell and high water to save us. How much more should we be doing to reciprocate back to God and show that we love him? I'm going to lay aside my sin. My God, why should I sin for a little season and be separated eternally from God who created and loves me? He's pouring out his love toward me. Why don't I give back to him what rightfully belongs to him in the first place. He's giving me a chance to do it volitionally without any strings attached. Hallelujah, God. I come to you not because I'm, I'm afraid of hell, but I am afraid of hell. I don't want to go to hell. Oh, but that's not the reason. Oh, you love me first. You love me first. Tore up from the floor up. You love me first. A wreck up from the neck up. You, you love me first. Hey, you tap me on the shoulder. Would I could care less? Oh, even in the midst of my mess, you came and had a conversation whispering through, oh, God, all the loudness of sin and hell that, amen, parades around town, that comes in and violates my mind and my spirit and, 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 and pirates and comes in and takes over. My God, but you came in to save me. All I got to do is say, yes, Lord, come in and save me. I can't save myself. Sin tastes too good. I can't save myself. Sin looks too good. It, it, it pleases my senses. Help me. I can't save myself. I'm going to say yes to you, Lord. Come in and yes, be the Lord of my life. Come in and transform me by the renewing of my mind, by the washing of the word of God. Let the word of God come in and do exceeding abundantly the grace of God, the power of God. Cut asunder my hold. Oh, God, I'm holding on to sin, but cut it out of my hand. Cut it away from me, oh, God. Sever the tie, Lord. Help me to divorce from my sin. In the name of Jesus, hear what the Spirit is saying. We must live as servants of God, worthy, walking worthy of his call. My God, and I reiterate 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12. Church, I urge you as aliens and exiles to abstain from the desires of the flesh that wage war against your soul. Conduct yourselves honorably among all people so that uh, though some malign and bad mouth you as though you are the strange one, they may see your honorable deeds and also become one who can glorify God when he comes to judge. My God, Jesus is tenderly calling. Jesus is tenderly, tenderly calling. He's calling us to fortify ourselves with his lordship so that there will be a greater corporate level of strength due to the social healing of the heavenly father's amazing grace. Amen. Let heaven's prophetic box open up and be a blessing to you. It is by his grace that we are saved through faith to serve God. And amen. We will be blessed by him that we will get whatever we need so that we can advance his kingdom. We're saved and blessed to serve God, not our own selves. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God is urging us to submit to God's call to higher service right here and right now. Because tomorrow may very well be too late. 
you can, amen, make a difference in this world. God birthed you into this world. He gave you giftings. He gave you, amen, he's working on to give you, some of you, a career. He has given you, some of you, already a career. Use it to God's glory. Hallelujah. I use the classroom as the medium whereby I can shine for Jesus. Hallelujah, anyhow. And I can give forth, my God, the theology of God without sounding like the King James Version. Hallelujah, anyhow. And people don't even realize it, but they love Jesus more than they could ever know. Hallelujah. And God has afforded me the ability and opportunity to be very specific with some. My God. And, and they were asking about the call that God had in their life. And I was able to prophetically give one young lady, my God, a Caucasian young lady, the same very young lady that said, you know what, we're all a shade of brown. Why is everybody so angry at each other? My God. <laughs> she said to me one time, and I saw the anointing of God as an evangelist. She has a spirit of gifting to be an evangelist. My God. God knows he blessed her with the mouth to do it. <laughs> Thank God. I said, God could use you as his evangelist. My God. And then she asked me about it before the last day of school. What's that gift you said I have again? My God. Kids don't know. My God. Amen. They need to know. Amen. God doesn't wait till you're 40-something, 50-something. God doesn't wait till you're 30-something. God doesn't wait till, the, till America says you're illegally an adult. Now the Holy Ghost can tell you something. God will talk to you in utero. Hallelujah. You can know the Lord before you know language. Hallelujah. God will speak to your spirit with the heavenly language. And there's a calling on your life. God wants to use you in the field that he will send you to. Hallelujah. It will not be of ill repute. No. It may be secular, but it could still be a place where God can be glorified. Hallelujah. Use the wisdom of God. You have to be wise as a serpent. Harmless as a dove. God could use you to steer people in the right direction to help advance the kingdom of God. Let's stand and give God a praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We're saved to serve God. Hallelujah. Thank God. Hallelujah. We thank you. We give you the praise. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. Some of us might be struggling with this and that, and uh, you're almost out of something, but it seems like the devil's trying to hold on, and you're trying to fight it. You're almost out of it. Amen. You haven't done that thing in a while. You got a little bit of fear like you, and doubt that you might do it again. Hallelujah, because you know your past, your recent past. But God said, let the Holy Ghost come in there right now. And when, the, when that little, uh, little tinge, a little, little feeling come back, uh, you start talking to the Lord. Drown the Lord with conversation. Lord, this thing is bothering me again. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. You start praying like that. Help me, Jesus. The devil don't like that. He's going to back up off you. He's going to start loosening his hope. And you keep going strong. You can feel the devil backing up. Keep praising God. Go deep. Go long in God. Hallelujah. Watch the devil go away. Watch him flee. Get thee behind me, Satan, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We got to start saying that when we get that urge. That urge going to come, whatever it is. You start saying, get thee behind me, Satan, in Jesus' name. We should hear you from all over the house. God, those who are verbal about it. We might hear you in the basement crying out. Oh, there goes somebody getting a blessing. Somebody, amen, making the devil get behind them. Hallelujah. Thank God. But you can say it in your mind because the battlefield is in the mind. You can say it from your heart because the battlefield is upon your heart. And the devil wants to get you right there in the mind and the heart. And, and the world is saying, follow your heart. <laughs> follow your heart. No, we need to train our heart. Train it according to the protocol of glory. Let God have his way. You watch God. You prophesy to that demon and watch him get away. Use the real word of God. Hallelujah. And watch him go away and sprinkle it a whole lot with Jesus. Just put Jesus. Use Jesus unsparingly. All in your recipe to prophetically get him off you. Hallelujah, God. When you feel that tug, start calling the name of the Lord Jesus. Say the Lord rebuke you in Jesus' name. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Hallelujah. 
God is going to help you this week. Come on, try that, try that. Try Jesus. You tried everything else, try Jesus. Watch him work. Go all into Jesus and get lost in it. Get immersed in it. Hallelujah. Let the devil be drowned in it. Hallelujah. Thank God. Carry him to the parted Red Sea zone and watch God work. The devil can't follow you all the way. You're going to make it to the other side and the devil going to be caught in the middle as he's trying to get you and the tons and tons and tons of water are going to amen drown him and Jesus will destroy the works of the devil. Watch God work. If you submit therefore to God, you will be enabled by God to resist the devil. That means fight the devil. And what will the devil do? He has no other recourse but to flee in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the devil fleeing this week. We thank you, Lord, for you enabling us to get stronger in you so that we can become reservoirs of hope. Instead of all the time getting delivered, we can help somebody else get delivered. Instead of us all the time trying to get saved, we'll help somebody else get saved. We know you're able, God. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Find us working. You're coming back for a church that's working to save souls. Hallelujah. Save me the more so I can save souls in your name. Lead them to get saved. Jesus is the Savior. And I'm just leading you to the trough where you can drink. Hallelujah. Help me, oh God, to lead somebody to Jesus. I thank you. Oh, I dare to go ahead and claim that, declare that, decree that right here and right now. Come on, come on. I need somebody to follow me in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.